How many here are excited for what the Lord has done for us? Has God done anything for you? Then show it off. Show it off. Brag about it. Talk about what God has done. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we break all the chains of negativity and criticism and skepticism. It seems to float in our atmosphere and our age. I want you to know that this July 4th, praise God, it's on a Sunday because we thank God for the liberty that we have in Jesus Christ. And I thank God that after what we've gone through this past year or so, it's great to have the 4th on a Sunday. Because I got to tell you, we wouldn't be where we're at right now if it had not been for God. And I just happen to believe in the miracle working power of God. I've not given up on my country. I've not given in and think that we're all going down the toilet and nothing's going to happen and everything's bad. Oh, you, if you want some of that atmosphere, just turn on the TV and watch the news. Oh, it's gloom, despair, and agony on me. Just deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If I had no bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh! Some of you know what I'm talking about. I robbed that from a TV show that used to be on years and years and years, ancient times. But I got to tell you this, is that we're living in a time and age that God still sits on the throne. Our God still sits on the throne. And there's nothing impossible with him according to the word of God. Do you believe that nothing is impossible with God? <coughs> I believe that all things are possible through him, and I know you believe that today. So what I want you to do, I want you, when I count to three, I want you to give a, an applause, give applause up for God, to give him a clap offering of praise. Amen. It's not that you say, Pastor, you trying to pump us up. No, no, I just want to kind of stir you up, stir you up what's already on the inside of you. The rejoicing spirit, the glory of God. So when I count to three, I want you to give the Lord a clap offering of praise. A clap offering of praise. And cry out to the Lord and glorify him for he's a great God. He sits on the throne. He rules supreme. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Memorial Day was a couple of months ago. This is Independence Day. And we glorify God and thank him for what he has done for each and every one of us. I'd like to preach a few moments with you on the subject of God bless America. God bless America. America. I want you to know if I'm going to talk about our nation, I may talk about our nation's history, that I want you to push one word out of your head. Politics. I'm just going to share some truth to you today. I'm just going to share and maybe pump you up a little bit for you are a citizen of the greatest nation on this earth. We are living in the greatest nation that as the world goes, the world watches the United States of America. 
because there's been something given to us. There's been something placed upon us as a nation that we should never, ever, ever forget. And our founding fathers, though they've been gone for many years and many years, they had wrote down and pinned down important laws, important declarations, important words for us to remember that we can move forward in our life as a nation. But I want you to know America is what it is today because of God, because of him. And so I'd like to share a few moments of message, God bless America. Can you say that after me? When I say God bless America, I want you to say it back to me. God bless America. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't think he's finished yet. I don't think he's closed the book and said it's over. I, I believe, I happen to believe with God all things are possible. And you don't under, underestimate our God what he's able to do and what he will do. When things seems to be, seem as though they're at the worst, God is at his best. And God will step in and begin to do things that will astound mankind and astound this nation and the people that live in this country. Pray with me right now. Father, I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we're joining together this morning, this word, that, Father, our hearts be lifted up in faith and knowing, God, that you are Lord over everything. And though there are those who want to live in rebellion in our country, there is still a remnant of people who are believing, trusting in you. And with that, God, let it be a seed that will revolutionize our nation, not with man's ideas and man's philosophies, but divine, ordained, inspired words from you. Raise up this generation. Raise up this generation that will turn aside from being critical to being thankful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Criticism is easy. Criticism criticism's kind of like syrup. You fill your mouth with syrup. It kind of oozes out the side of your mouth. It just as easily comes out. Criticism seems to easily come out of our mouths. It's easier to criticize than to say good things. This morning, I want to say good things to you. I want you to leave this house today being energized and encouraged about the country you live in and the God who has made this country what it is. I want you to walk out of this place. Someone asked me, can you be a Christian and still be patriotic? Well, let me ask you this. Do you love your country? Are you thankful for where you live? Then, honey, you're already patriotic. You're already, and so thank God for what we have is what God has given. We've not earned any of it, God, through his grace. And I happen to believe that God's grace is beyond being exhausted. God's grace is greater than what we could ever realize as a people. That I happen to believe I know judgment will fall upon the sin of humanity, but grace is still flowing. 
and still moving in the generation that we live in. And I know that we have a gracious God and a good God and he's going to hear the prayers and the cries of the remnant of those who believe in him and trust in him. And you know what we're supposed to be? We as Christians, we're supposed to grab as many people as we possibly can and drag them across the finish line with you and make sure that you're not, it's not all about you, but it's about others. And that Jesus Christ is the answer. I like that song that says, shout Jesus from the mountaintops. Shout Jesus everywhere, out in the streets, everywhere. Shout Jesus. You shout the name Jesus. You also say another word that is synonymous to his name. It's called independence. It's called freedom because of Jesus Christ. Well, praise God. Praise God. I want to read some verses of scripture found in Psalm 33, verse 10 through 12. And I want to compliment so many red, white, and blue folks here this morning. I especially ordered this t-shirt. So I now put it in my new collection of t-shirts, which is not very many. I still have some of the old church t-shirts. Of course, those shirts, I end up cutting grass with them. They're kind of looking kind of bad, but this is brand new. First time won war in public. And I want you to know, Ron Bynum believes in the blood of Jesus Christ, but I also believe in those who shed their blood for the freedom of this nation. And I will not ignore it, and I will not bring mockery to it. God bless America. God bless America. Psalm 33, verse 10 through 22. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Oh, just hold on. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. That's even to us. The plans for us are upon God's heart. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us <clears throat> just as we hope in you. The highlighted verses, verse 12 of Psalm 33 is, Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. 
In the Amplified Bible, that same verse of Scripture reads as follows. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the nations who God whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his own inheritance. America is living proof that this verse is true. No nation has been more blessed than America because no nation has been spiritually burdened like America. I want you to know today that I celebrate America and its birthday. And I'm grateful to God for this nation. And we need to be grateful to God as a people. Because it was predicted by this time that there would be 2 million people die of COVID-19 in America. It was estimated. Though there's a great number that have passed, God's mercy has been upon us. His grace has been poured out upon us. God has sustained us and kept us. While the rest of the world looks at America, America still stands strong because of the favor of God. I didn't say that we were right in everything. I just say that we serve a gracious God. That God has not forgotten the start of this nation and how it started in our forefathers. <clears throat> I don't know about you. But I happen to believe in our regular, ordinary life as individuals. That some of us have blessings, have been favors, been poured out upon us, even when we were nasty and lost and rebellious against God. Somebody in your family had prayed. Somebody in your family had lifted up the name of God. Somebody had uh, raised up, the, as the preacher said, the blood-stained banner. Somebody cried out for God for his goodness, his grace, his favor to be upon the family that you, you happen to possess the last name of. Somebody prayed, and I want you to know that there are blessings in my life that have nothing to do with me, but the blessings have come because there have been somebody in my generation or before my generation that cried out to God and say, oh God, uh, keep your hand upon my son. Oh God, keep your hand upon my family. God hears the prayers of his people and some of us are enjoying the favor of God because of grandma's prayers and mama's prayers and our uncle's prayers and great, great grandma. We've been blessed as, as individuals, as people because God has heard their prayers. When Ronald Reagan was, was, was in office, there was, a, there was a phrase used for his economic plan. It was called the trickle-down effect. The trickle-down I want you to know America is enjoying divine trickle-down effect that keeps moving through generations and God is helping us. And let me tell you, God still has a righteous army today. The Bible says righteousness in the book of Proverbs. Righteousness exalts a nation. There's still an army of the Lord. 
There's still the army of God and God's people, the people called the church in America, that is praying and seeking the face of God. Let me tell you, this nation will change one day. This nation will be turned over to the devil, but it will only happen when the church that is here today will be taken out of this world, and then America will be left on its own to deal with its secularized and rebellious attitudes. But right now, they're still a church. Right now there's still a people such as you and I who are praying, believing God that God will bless America. Don't let anybody stray you from praying, God bless America. We're not supposed to be the editors and chiefs of our prayers. We want to dissect, am I going to pray the right prayer? Am I saying the right words? Do I have the right to say this? Let God decide it and just pray, God bless America. You know the dealings of God. He blesses people in so many different ways. He blesses people to allow them to see their sinful state and how hard it is to live a transgressor's life. He blesses them by heaping upon them his spirit that will deal with them and they start realizing their lost condition. But then he also blesses those who have been faithful to him and he pours out blessings upon them. So I'm just telling you today because I've heard people say, does America deserve blessing since when are you the one who decides whether America ought to be blessed there's a God who sits on the throne and all we're to do is by the grace of God the love of God the mercy of God get on our knees and pray oh God bless America you know what bless America God bless America means really the true phrase began with may God bless America but we shortened it over the years and said, God bless America. So in other words, all it is when God blesses, it's his favor. And may his favor fall down upon us and with us. You're not praying, God, don't bless me. I live in a sinful nation. Don't bless me, God. Why, on the contrary. How many of you are praying that prayer? God, don't bless me. My environment... According to CNN, according to Fox News, I live in a very wicked world. God, don't bless me. No, you're praying, God bless you. You know what he'll do? He'll bless you so that you might bless others. So that you be an example before the world. The world that's sick and tired of eating the pig mar and the pig slop and realize that there's something in the Father's house. There's something in God, and God's the answer. And they're enticed to go back to the Father. And I'm believing that's what God's going to do with America. Now, our forefathers knew Psalm 33 and 12, 12 and they knew it well. From the very beginning of, its, of this nation, this truth was, was in the back of their minds and in the bottom of their hearts. The Bible says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I thought it was interesting in this text. Whenever we see the word nation, we think of Israel. We go to the Old Testament, we see nation and blessing upon a nation or God touching a nation. We always think of Israel. Well, rightfully so. They usually are the focal point 
of the blessing and the prayer when the word nation is used. But if you look in the Hebrew, the word nation, it means other than Israel, the Gentile nation. So here in this unusual, that word nation refers specifically to a foreign nation, to a Gentile nation, as opposed to the Jewish nation. Now that was a radical thought of that time. <laughs> that God's going to bless a nation and it's not going to be Israel. That in any nation, even a Gentile nation, would be blessed that it would turn to God as Lord. God will, let me tell you, God will bless the Muslim nations if they will turn to him. God will bless the communist nations if they will turn to him. God will bless North Korea if they will turn to him. And so that was exactly what our nation did when it was first founded, was they turned to God. No nation in history since Israel herself has, was founded with such a noble and purpose as such a godly intention to seek God and to seek his face. And we're reaping the blessings here in America today because of the seed that our forefathers first planted. Did you know that the freedom and the liberty and the wealth and the luxury that we have here in America is here because of our forefathers? They got it started, and they got, got it started right. One writer said, put it this way, did we bring the Bible to these shores, or did it not rather bring us? The breath of the ancient prophets was in the sails that drove the tiny Mayflower. The hope and faith of ancient poets and kings and lawgivers were in the hearts of those who first sang the Lord's song in this strange land. From those beginnings until now, the Bible has been the teacher to our best men, a rebuke to our worst men, and a noble companion to us all. The Bible has been in the forefront in America, in its history. Today, we have so many movements and so many groups. Today, the ACLU, the BLM leaders, the liberals and the humanists and the historical revisionists, or those what I call those who want to deconstruct history, would look to deny all of this, that God was the focal point. But it's not possible. They can't deny it. From our very beginning, the threads of government was woven together with the threads of God and his word. When those blessed pilgrims came over on the Mayflower, they came over in these words, they said, for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. There's a document in Connecticut called the Fundamental Orders of Connecticut. It was written in 1639. The first constitution in the modern sense of term was within that state. Of course, we know it was before the nation began in 1776 before we became a nation but in 1639 in Connecticut leaders came together and drawn up by a popular convention the first to embody in a democratic idea states its preamble that the state owes its origin to Connecticut owes its origin to the wise disposition of a divine providence and that the word of God requires an orderly and decent government established according to God to maintain and preserve the liberty and the purity of the gospel. We cannot forget this. 
that our forefathers did believe in God and trust in God by faith. They got in that cracker box called the Mayflower. One of the three ships didn't make it. And I don't know if you've been to the replica when it was here in Gallipolis of the Pinta, one of the ships that was actually built with the same tools and materials as they did in Columbus's time and get on that thing out on the river. I wouldn't go across the river in that thing, in that thing, let alone across the Atlantic Ocean. But in the waters, the turbulent torrents of the sea and they crossed it no doubt their ship was going up and down by the waves and crossing taking several several days to make it here and some didn't make it and when they did make it some were sick it was just a terrible journey it was it 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 was like catching a flight with a 132nd class seat it was that bad not a first class but there they traveled with one thing in mind, freedom of religion, freedom to worship God the way they want to worship God, with an idea that maybe this will grow and they'll enjoy freedom of worship. I want you to know today, not only should we glorify God and thank God for America, for us getting through the pandemic, but we're able to meet here today without any type of, uh, of uh, authority stepping in and stopping me and stopping you and saying, you can't worship in this place. I would that there were more Americans that would exercise their constitutional right and go to church on Sundays and rather decide to do something else if the right ever were to be taken away from us we would be furious but countless of church members have been voting for years to stop having church because they don't attend it oh somebody shout now God bless America we need to exercise our rights privilege it's a right to be able to assemble together and to glorify God praise God I want to exercise that glorious right because we serve a glorious God. He deserves our praise and our honor and our worship. Come on, how many here believe that you're living in the best country you could ever live in? How many are grateful you were born in this nation, this country? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't like it, go with me to South America. I'll take you to some places that you might not want to move into where people are living in box-like uh, pallet houses and in the dunes of the Andes Mountains and where they don't have anything and nothing hardly to live on and that their monthly average wage is $40 to live off of. Let me tell you, we are blessed in America where the poor in America are rich in a global sense where that those who feel like they have nothing to live for have so much to live for because of the liberties that we have that God's given us as a nation I read somewhere that over a million soldiers have died to keep America free since its very beginning all the wars that we've had, over a million soldiers have died. God help us if we forget this and forget what the, the price that they paid, the sacrifice they gave, even putting their name on the Declaration of Independence. So many of those individuals lost everything they had. Five of them were arrested, tortured before they died. And, and many died on the battlefield because they were willing to put it all on the line and say, we believe in freedom.
and thank God for America. Yeah, yeah. America is like a person. We have our bad stuff going on. Every one of you, how many here say, I don't have a flaw one bit in me? Ah. Yeah, I don't have a flaw. No, no, no. No, honey, you got a bad side. And you got a good side. Some of you look like you decided not to come in the good side this morning. But thank God for grace. And the Lord will touch you and help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when people, you want people to know you by your good deeds that you do. Not the bad person that you've been. America needs to be recognized as a nation as it is. All the humanitarian efforts around the world by America. And all the compassion as I watched during Desert Storm and the, the war that went on in the, in the Middle East. There was a contrast, an extreme difference between our boys that were over there and the ones that were fighting on the opposing side. When they went and they, it showed film because, you know, this is modern America. You watch everything. They actually one time did a beach landing and the media was there before they made their landing. And watch them come up on the beach. But they showed scenes where people were surrendering. Soldiers were surrendering. They didn't have shoes on. They didn't surrendering and crying. And, and the soldiers, American soldiers, were saying, it's okay. It's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I couldn't help but be moved to tears that God has blessed our nation because of the goodness in the heart of his people. And I believe it's still there. And I believe that people still love and still care and I happen to believe in a God that can turn a nation around. I happen to believe a God through his grace can change lives. Even at one moment a person could be a demonstrator. And, and doing things out in the street. And the next moment they can declare and say the name of Jesus. And be saved and be forgiven. After they're cursing God the next breath they can say I believe in Jesus. Because of the grace of God and God will forgive them of their sins. I'm not saying those who demonstrate are sinners. But I got to tell you, if you decide to burn somebody's place of business, there's a little bit of problem with that. Okay? God talks about kindling fire. He's not talking about that. Talk about Holy Ghost fire. I'm going to try and move forward here. Some of the greatest leaders of this nation were firm believers in God and in the Lord Jesus Christ. For instance, George Washington made no secret of his Christian faith. In his general order calling for divine services every Sunday during the Revolutionary War, he said, to the distinguished character of a patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of a Christian. When a stranger came into Continental Congress and wanted to know which one was George Washington, a friend said, well, he's easy to spot. When the Congress begins to pray, Washington will be the tall man who will go to his knees and during prayer. Probably the most revered president in our nation's history is Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln said, I leave now not knowing when or whether ever I shall return with the task before me greater than which rested on the shoulders of Washington. 
But then he said, without, without the assistance of the divine being who attended him, I cannot succeed. With that assurance, I cannot fail. Let us all pray that the God of our fathers may not forsake us now. No other nation but America has on its currency in God we trust. There are those who say they want to remove it, but let me tell you, nobody else has ever had it. And we've had in God we trust on our currency. No other nation has its legislative bodies open in prayer by a personal chaplain. No other nation has a national day of thanksgiving set aside to express her gratitude to God for his goodness. Our prosperity and our progress has not been due by chance, but to a sovereign God. In more modern times, Dwight D. Eisenhower said, Without God, there could be no American form of government, nor an American way of life. Recognition of the supreme being is the first and most basic expression of Americanism. So today we celebrate America's birthday. And I want to wish our nation a great birthday. For our nation was born on 1776, July 4, 1776. As a nation, we started down a path beginning to take and claim our independence. But America, since the founding fathers that crossed the ocean, they had God in mind and God's purposes. Let us understand, and let me say this, let us not judge a 17th century mindset to a 21st century mindset. Our nation began in an older time. It's up to us in this newer time to live more with the grace of God, with the love of God, with the presence of God in our life. I don't know about you, but I am glad that I was born in America. And if Jesus tarries, I will die in this country as far as I know, unless God moves me. But I thank God for this nation. How many parents are here are glad that your children are a part of this free country and this free society? God bless America. God has blessed America because there are those who have a faith and trust in him and I just happen to believe though we're guilty of a lot of things in our government and a lot of laws that should not be on the books and an overlooking of, uh, of, uh, of the putting to death and murder of the unborn baby and a lot of tearing down of the family unit and, and a lot of uh, recognition of something that's not truly scriptural marriage and a lot of other things in a way of life but let me tell you all those things are connected conditions of the heart and God can raise a nation up and God can bring it down God can change the heart of America whether there would be such a move of the power of the Holy Ghost among the church house let judgment begin in the house of the Lord and when we begin to seek God and God begins to move in our lives we can spill over into other people's lives where they will want the reason of hope that we have in Christ They'll ask us questions over it. Thank God for America. I thought Noah was going to preach my sermon because when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they declared their dependence upon God and upon God. The second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence begins with these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, 
and that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness the closing words of their declaration solemnly states with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor they believed and trusted in God, and we can trust and know that God will take care of us. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't give in. Take a stand and speak the truth. Speak the truth, but when you do, speak it in love. Love is a powerful thing. Love is not a, a weaker emotion than hatred. Love conquers all. Love is a conquering spirit. Love is more powerful than anything. But nonetheless, let us speak the truth. Let us speak the truth and stand for the truth. God bless America. We need to pray for our nation's leaders, whether we like them or not. Whether we like them or not, we need to pray for them, not for their failure, but that God would touch them and God bless our president. I told you God blesses in so many ways. But in your heart of love, pray for the president. Pray for Congress. Pray for America. Pray for the citizens of our nation. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your brother and sister in Christ. Believe and let's turn this thing around by God's power, God's love, and with a statement of truth. If God be for us, who can be against us? This nation will stand because of God. This nation is divinely, as the Bible says, we receive his inheritance as a nation. Not only has he chosen us, but he said he will give us his inheritance. God has blessed us in so many ways. I pray to God that God will begin to move in a mighty way with our nation and upon our nation. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, I'm going to read some verses, and we're going to close. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread with, uh, without scarcity. Sounds like America, doesn't it? In which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are, are iron, and out of these hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he's given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. By not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Lest, when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and, uh, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions, and thirsty land, where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, that, that he might test you, 
to do you good in the end? Then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. I'll tell you what, God has not given up on America. America and people are backsliding and turning their backs on God. We've even went through a pandemic, and for some reason the church houses are not full. We've went through and watched loved ones have passed away and friends and God has spared us, but yet the houses of worship are not full. When things could be better, things could be full. I'm not picking on the 4th of July crowd because I know many people on trips and going somewhere, but I'm telling you, on this 4th of July, we can make up our mind and say, you know what? I'm going to live God bless America and believe that God's going to bless my land and I'm going to be in the house of worship. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart. When the, where does change begin? It begins with us. It begins with us. It begins with us. And when we change, when we decide that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and serve him passionately, then there will be others who will follow if we make that decision ourselves. America, I could go on down a list and a path of faults and if I were to read them off it would just break my heart because it does bother me what we've allowed in our society but I believe that God hears the prayers of his saints I believe God hears the prayers of his saints so much that they promised in 2nd Chronicles 7 14 if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be opened, my ears attended to prayer made in this place. Let God's people in America begin to cry out for God for healing of our nation, for the healing of our leaders, for the healing of our laws for a revival to take place in our nation that changes the hearts of people and changes the direction of an entire nation. I happen to believe that nothing is impossible with our God. There's a greater force in God's kingdom than what we'd ever dreamed of or imagined. There's so much God can use through his people and, and be able to use his people as a seed of change and blessing once again upon America. We're blessed. How many here would say we're raising your hand? We're blessed. We are so, so blessed that God is blessing us. Let me tell you, Washington is not blessing you. God is blessing you. Every good gift cometh down from the Father of lights. And so God blesses us, and God bless America. Do you believe God can bless us in ways that we've, you know, dreamed that he could do he will do that's the thing about God do we believe he will do his promises he will do it he will bless well I ask you and I I commission you to stand in the gap I commission you to be the catalyst of excitement and joy. I commission you to go out in the public today and wear a smile on your face and tell them happy 4th of July. 
Happy Independence Day. Happy because I have God in my heart. And you can tell others or those who still feel lost that the 4th of July still can't seem to bring them joy. You tell them that there is the true deliverer, the true liberator, and his name is Jesus Christ. And we depend on him and lean upon him for all things. Praise God. Would you stand with me? I want to try something this morning. I don't do too often. But I'd like for us to sing this morning. I just felt led of God that we sing these two songs. Because we're believing God bless America. You go home today and eat your hot dog. You thank God for your hot dog and your bun. You thank God for what you have, all the good stuff. You look around and see those smiling faces and fun people around you. You thank God for them, how God's blessed you. You thank God for the independence that you have. Aren't you glad that on this 4th of July, it didn't turn out like it was foretold, that maybe isolated little groups of family could get together, possibly, maybe, if you're careful, you'll be able to get together, look at you. Well, I mean, some of you probably going to go to your family's house and there's going to be over 30 people there. It's not little bundles and little groups. We don't have to be afraid. God's with us. God has blessed us. God has blessed America. I want us to sing this song. Help me out here. You know it. I want us to sing America the Beautiful. God bless Debbie for her step of faith. Head, Debbie. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountains, majesty. Above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea oh beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed my human tears america america god shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea yeah. <clears throat> you want to do another <laughs> <laughs>